Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, March 2nd, 2023, and this is day 1807 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you, we glorify you, and praise you above all others. Thank you for growing us up, Father, in many areas of our lives that sometimes we're not even aware of that are stunted. Help us, Father, to recognize the pruning that's taken place and to not run from it, but to embrace it as you prepare us for even greater things. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is effective growth. Effective growth or effective growth. How are we being effective uh, according to the will of God? Are we are we doing what he's called us to do? And uh, that is a sign of growth. As we start doing it, <laughs> we'll notice that we will become even more mature, more knowledgeable, more self-controlled, um, you know, more um, uh, sincere and humble and more discerning as we began to do what God has called us to do. We're coming out of 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. And this is so powerful. So let's go ahead and dive in. Peter is speaking here and he says, To those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours. Grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And that's a whole mouthful right there. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. And, and I mean, and it just is so succinct the way that Peter states it and and our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He's talking about God. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them, you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So this corruption in the earth is caused by our own evil desires. Maybe you're not in that place anymore, but, you know, if we think about it, uh, and and thank God that we're no longer that way, uh, but understanding that the world is that way, and... um, for us to not be judgmental, but be loving and uh, sharing the love of Jesus with others, uh, knowing what that those evil desires look like, 
what they feel like because we were once them. Verse 5 says, For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, so we should never be stunted. <laughs> we should be increasing in the in these attributes on a regular basis. They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. So our calling is what God has purposed us to do, you know, and he has chosen us to do that. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. And you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Isn't that what it's all about? That's what it's all about. We are ready to enter the kingdom of God. But until then, he's got work for us to do here on this earth. We bring the kingdom of God to the earth by being ambassadors of God and sharing the love of God with others. And uh, many times is by example, what people see us doing more so than what they see us saying. Ah, think about that. (laughs) Point number one. During a certain time of the year, I hear the birds singing outside my window nonstop. They all seem to have their own special tune. I don't know if you've noticed it, but (laughs) there's like a certain bird that has this unusual tune and he does it or she does it every single morning and at certain times of the year i can tell that spring is here by this particular bird and then there's another you know the other sounds and i just love hearing it i hear them all day and it truly blesses my heart they are functioning to the fullest capacity is God created them to do. We humans, however, have a choice. We can give our all every day to the fullest or choose to be partially effective, depending on how we feel that day. We tend to base things off of conditions, you know, what's happening on the outside in the world to determine our full obedience to the Lord. We may say things like, they ruined my day, so I'm not going, I'm not going to Bible study. I don't feel like it. This has been a rough day at work for me. You know, think about it. Think of the excuses. Think of what we say and how we allow the outside things going on in the world affect us. Or we may something like, say something like, these kids are driving me to drink. So you drink and you neglect what the Lord called you to do. Or you, you may say, there's too many distractions right now. I'm not going to study my Bible today. Or I'm not praying. I'm not paying my tithes today. I, I need to pay this bill instead. 
<laughs> or I can't afford to pay my tithes. <laughs> I would say you can't afford, we cannot afford not to pay our tithes. That's one one of the commandments God gives us or one of his principles is and in, in, in the book of Malachi chapter three talks about this, that, you know, will a man rob God? And he's saying, yeah, you have by not paying your tithes and offering. Not you personally, but just in general, if the shoe fits, right? So he says, you'll walk around with holes in your pockets. Whatever you bring in, you may think you've got a lot. you got people that are millionaires that are broke, that are poor. You know, they may have some money in the bank, but they may be spiritually in a drought <laughs> because they're not putting God first. God wants us to put him first in every way. And then he says, if you do this, he says, test me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven and pour you out so much of a blessing that you will not have room enough to contain it all. By just be o- being obedient and paying our tithes, which is 10% of what we bring in anything. If someone gives you a hundred bucks, there's $10. Okay. Your gross. Hey, the government doesn't ask. They just take it, right? <laughs> it's about 20%. Listen, that's one of the biggest things that a lot of believers these days, especially they don't pay their tithes. And Many uh, people are walking around with holes in their pockets because they feel like, well, I'll give a little, I'll give an offering. Well, you pay your tithes before you give your offering. An offering is something you do uh, in addition to the tithes. All right, I'll get off of that. All right, just think about it. That's for somebody out there. Okay, we must be very aware of our God-given purpose and living life to the fullest according to what God has willed for us, what he's purposed us, what he's anointed us to do for our lives. And then we need to do it no matter how we feel. We don't need to base it upon feelings. Feelings are based upon the flesh and they're real. They're God-given feelings. But we must not ever let those feelings usurp the authority of God, what our obedience to God, whatever it is he's calling us to do. Because if that's the case, nothing would ever get done. Think about that. <laughs> we would never go to work. We would not ever clean our house. We would not wash our cars. We would not pay our bills because we don't feel like it. Well, think about that. We have to press our way through. We have to press past those feelings and do what we need to do. And watch God bless us with unspeakable joy. Unspeakable joy. Point number two. Our faith must go beyond what we believe. It must become a dynamic part of all we do. Resulting in good fruit and spiritual maturity. We must not become complacent and ineffective. We should make every effort to add to our faith as as Paul laid out. I mean, as Peter laid out, we need to add to our faith goodness to goodness, knowledge to knowledge, self-control to self-control, perseverance to perseverance, godliness to godliness, mutual affection and to mutual affection, love. These qualities should be increasing um, in our lives on a regular 
basis, right? You know, so we don't want to just get comfortable. Okay, I've got a lot of knowledge. I'm done. <laughs> well, what about your self-control? What about your love towards others? How is that looking? We should be continuing to grow. And it may not be in this pattern, but whatever way, whatever it is in our own lives that we know that we're lacking, we need to get on it. And sometimes, y'all, that means we have to let some things go or some people go, or we need to get back to basics, right? So here's something that's going on with me. I got this plant. And when my mom gave it to me several years ago, I had it at my old job. I've not been there for two years now, and it flourished. And I brought it home, and uh, it didn't like certain spaces, and it, and it began to get stunted. You know, it, it started off good. <laughs> it started off vibrant. And then it began to... Uh, from the bottom of the stems, the leaves started to die. And, and it started to look like this tall plant with no leaves on the bottom, but lots of leaves on the top. <laughs> and, and that was a problem. And it reminds me of us, how we've got all these leaves on top that might represent things like kindness or patience maybe, but nothing on the bottom that represents a lack of self-control, a lack of love, a lack of faithfulness. So whatever fits. So the Lord showed me what to do. He said, you got to cut it off you, in order for it to start fresh and begin to grow to the fullest extent that it needs to. It needs some new roots. It needs it needs new strength uh, underneath the surface is what's affecting it, whatever is going on underneath the surface. So I cut them off yesterday, put them in a vase, and put the tops and the, the a piece of the stem into water so that they can re-root and then be replanted in good soil. The same thing goes for us. Sometimes we have to cut some things off that are interfering with us growing in those areas. What could that be? There are certain things that stimulate us to anger. There are certain things that keep us from forgiving because we've allowed ourselves to be in a certain environments that will spur those types of situations, keep us, keeping us from being effective for the Lord. So what is that? God is showing you. He is going and if he's not showing you now, he will show you. Ask him, please Lord, show me what is keeping me stunted. Why am I not effectively growing? What is going on in my life that cuz we can get into a routine and it becomes just our norm and we don't even recognize it or realize it, you know? I didn't recognize or realize how much unforgiveness I had in my heart because it became my normal way of functioning until the Lord pointed it out to me. 
and I had to make that thing right. And now that I did, this was some years ago, I recognize it immediately when that spirit tries to come in on me, an evil spirit tries to come in on me and get me back in that condition because that condition does not help me. Actually, it, it creates a blockage between me and God. Because if I'm walking in unforgiveness towards someone else, that means that I am not forgiven by God. That's a whole nother story right there, a whole nother lesson. But please grab hold of whatever it is God is showing you. Whatever that is, that is holding you back from being fully effective for the Lord. It's time to release it, to surrender it all and give it to God. And just watch him show out in your life as you grow in him. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. That is the basic number one step of maturing in Christ by knowing him first as your Lord and Savior. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is how we enter the kingdom of God. And we will be with him for eternity. Woo! Glory be to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E-B-Like-Boy-U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on T-Zone kc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. Thank you all so very much for your donations. We are very appreciative to you. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.